Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Jason Gunn, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Great to be here. And I'm Thank ex- you. I'm excited to be here you, one for one reason. We've had, a, we've had a couple of really good chats probably over the last couple of years. We have. And I like doing research for the for the old podcast. Oh, hello. You're the first person who actually has a Wikipedia page. Is that a thing, that really? Is a, that is a thing. Is it how accurate is it? Well, it said you were the star of the Son of a Gun show. Well, I mean, that, I mean, I, mean, I was the only person on it, so I guess <laughs> I could be the well, thingy, but I yep. guess, yeah, yep. sure. And, and oh, what? So I started asking a few people around. Do they remember oh, the Son God. of a Gun show? And there's a few fans in the office, to be fair. Bless them. Um, but no, Are they fine now? Well, no one knew who Ollie Olsen was. Well, that, I mean, Ollie was, I mean, he, he was a, he was my babysitter after school. Yeah. How so... There was a, when you think about it, there was just a a, a, a long line of after-school television yeah. presenters, and I yeah. was lucky enough to be one of them. So, so how did you get it? Like, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today, mm. but, but I really want to get to your business that you're doing now. But let's, let's for the people let's who, go back. let's go back, let's go, how did you get involved in that? Like, I used to write lots of letters to television, because I was like, oh, I'd love a job in television. Cool. Right? They pretty much ignored those letters. Yeah. And what, what, did you, what did you say? Uh, I would like a job in television. How would I get a job in television? And they were like, mm, well. How old were you? 16, 17. Okay. So I was writing letters, quite passionate. Were, were you doing like drama and stuff at school? Yeah. Like, See, one of the key things I was doing, which I think is a life lesson, and mm-hmm. everyone should do it, it's it's actually improv. You see, because mm. life is improv. Yeah. So when you do theatre sports, you know, when you're doing improv, anything improvisational, yeah. it teaches you so many things. The two things I love is it teaches you obviously to think on your feet. Yep. Like, well, just go with what happens. Yep. And it also teaches you to yield. So if somebody else okay. comes up with something else, yeah, yeah. you've got to go, okay, well, we're going to go with that and we're okay. going to make that work. So you're not the star of the show. Whoever yeah. comes up with something. Cool. We've got to go with that. So it's a great skill for life. And is that what you got good at? Like yeah. Whole... I, well, I mean, listen to me. Yeah, I did. But no, I, I, <laughs> I did love that. And more to the point, I, I really loved it. Yeah. I thought, this is good. Like, yeah. <clears throat> it's clever and it's funny. So why would you say that's a life lesson? I think because I think in every form of business, yep. um, whenever I – what saved me and helped me over the years is my ability to think on my feet mm. and go with the flow Yeah. And, and just adapt and change. Yeah. And you're on stage, and this was supposed to happen, but it hasn't. So just yeah. tough cookies, just move on, just yeah. change, go with it. So yeah, that's that. It's taught me that, and even in business as well. It's like <coughs> the plan is that this week we're going to do this. Oh, I see that hasn't quite worked out like that. And yeah. so you just you can't let it get you down. Oh. You just got to go. Let's just change. Yeah, being nimble enough to you know balance that out and go. Okay, we'll keep going. Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, no, not always easy either, but equally yeah. when you're up on stage doing theatre sports yeah. and someone throws something at you and you're like, I don't actually know where this is going, <laughs> but you've just got to trust yourself that yeah. you've got it. Yeah, and, and trust that that it's going to be okay too and whatever you say and whatever you do is... Well, that's exactly it. And then it's not, this moment will not define you. And no. you go, and look, look, it might be brilliant, but good or bad, there'll be many other great yeah. moments too. So, so so you're doing that. You're doing that. Like exercising the muscle as far as, hey, this is what yeah. I'm training for. This is what I believe in. This is what I am. This is what I will. This is what I want to become. And then writing your letters. And did you ever get anyone writing back? Or is it- well, once I got one. I've got it at home, actually. Was it a it, cease and desist? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much it was. Look, look, really appreciate your writing, but this is the official letter that there was no, <laughs> nothing. I thought, yeah. okay, that's cool. Six months to a year later, an ad in the paper turns up, and it's like, do you want to be a TV presenter? I'm like, um, oh. I'm pretty sure I've been sending you letters <laughs> for the last couple of years, so I'm going to have another crack at this. So yeah. they must have got and thought, oh, God, not him. So they did a workshop for about – You didn't think of changing your name for – That's a great That's a great <laughs> idea, actually. That I didn't – I wasn't that smart. <laughs> so I just went me again, hello, and the, they said there was going to be a workshop, about 20 people. Cool. I got onto the workshop. Nice. I had massive imposter syndrome because yeah. I saw the people on it and thought, yeah. you guys are good, you're much better yeah, looking, yeah. you're, yeah, you're clever. And I thought, okay, yeah. right. So I didn't back myself. And then at the end of that weekend – Brian Allpriest, who was running the course, said to me, um, okay, well, look, um, that was great. We, I remember he walked me to the car and said, we're actually going to offer you a contract. I was like, what? And I'm 18. Nice. Yeah, just till the end of the year. Now, Pierce, it was September, so that's not a huge contract. <laughs> yeah, but still. But that went for 35 years, that, wow. that contract. Wow. And so you went, there wow. it is. It just, you just kept how, on going and reinventing yourself. And, yeah. But how good is that? Like, if you yeah. think about, 
you know, pers- I always say to people, like, persistence is one of the skills oh. that, you, like, any kid, like, you have to have resilience. If you're listening to this as a child or a teenager, you yeah. have to have resilience. You have to have persistence. Like, if you're just giving up, like, totally, that, you, you, totally, 35 years, you know? Yeah, 35 years. Or, or you could get grumpy and say, well, I'm not doing that for, for, till the end of the year, right? Yeah, you know? t- totally. You think, oh, I, I can do better than this, and off you go. But, yeah. I, they, did they say, look, that they saw something in you, or they just, like, yeah, I did. I remember them saying afterwards, because then I had to come and meet the head of children's television at the time, Huntley, and Huntley was his name, a lovely man, and he said, we really liked the way that you did this. I always remember them saying, we love the way that you talk to the camera and that you made the child who's watching the star of the show and not you. Oh, I remember wow. thinking, yeah, that's, that's cool, because I don't think I'm all that in a bag of chips. Yeah, so I'm yeah. just... I'm just a person who's here to, you know, to entertain yeah. you and uh, yeah. make you feel at ease and remind you how awesome you are. And that's me, right? Was that like how? Where did you get that from, though? Like that's a gift, right? Like, yeah, that's like, is, you know, parents. Well, or, I or, think like I was lucky with mum and dad, mm. two beautiful parents. Um, we lost dad twenty years ago, and mum sadly just six yeah. months ago from this. Mum was just, and I see now, mm. and mum was that ability to just light up the room. Yeah and bring joy to other people, would yeah. always go out of your way to go, hello, I'm Janice, now what's your name? So I oh. wouldn't like it if someone yeah. felt out of place yeah. or ill at ease. Yeah. So she taught me that. She was the master of small talk too. I love small talk. Yeah. So, so yeah. she she would have shown you through her actions. Oh, yeah, and, and the way she treated, treated people. people. Yeah, and just the joy, the joy that? that she could bring what other people. Amazing gift, yeah. you know. Yeah. And of course, that what that was our greatest claim to fame uh, with me growing up was that my mother, yeah, in fact, taught Ray Columbus how to type when he worked briefly <laughs> at the tax department. So classic, yeah. There was oh. fame in the family. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> does I wonder if he's still well? God bless him. But yeah. if he remembered that, like, does it's a good know, point. A good I like point. to think he did. So, yes. <laughs> hey, so what I find like. If you look fast forward thirty five years and a wee bit more like what you're doing now, yes, how cool is that? Like yeah, you're actually living that now as well, and actually helping people do that same, same it, it, give, it, give people it, that yeah. same gift. Yeah, like when I hear that, I'm like, it does ring a bell. Mm. And it is that great thing. I got to learn. I got to make television at an incredible time. Mm. Yeah, this is where I really start become the grey haired old man because. Mm. Television was different back then. We yeah. did it differently. And there were some incredible masters yeah. in the business who taught me so much yeah. about how to look at a camera. And I just remember days and days and months you'd spend talking to a camera and learning how to lean in and tell a story. I can yeah. I can still remember this one day telling a story about an Egyptian mummy and we pre-recorded it and we spent like two or three hours on it and they were like, no, no, go again, go again. Tell it like this and take me back and relive the story and do that. And it was like, wow. So the people you worked with were just masters and the directors and the the camera operators, everybody was just at the top of their game. Yeah. So this whole thing now, which, you know, I don't want to sound old, but this whole thing now, you just, oh, just grab that, get your phone out. I do it, grab yeah. my phone, way I go. It just wasn't done that way. Yeah. It was such an art form. And so I came in then and got to make some, you know, children's television, yeah, yeah. which would be my proudest thing. Yeah. And then got to make other big shows like Dancing with the Stars and yeah. Rich List and Wheel of Fortune, but especially like Dancing with the Stars. That was a huge show. Yeah. Like that was like a big, big show. Yeah. And and I guess all those experiences stack on top of each other, right? Like, oh, and, and, unbelievable! But yeah. thirty-five years. Like, let's just look, capture that in a, in a snapshot of what are some of the key things you've learned. You know, if you look at that, you know, it's maybe there's some people watching or listening, looking to get into that TV space. Nice. What are some of those thirty-five years experience that, if you sat them down, what would you say to them today? Don't be an ass. Don't be an Don't ass. Don't be an ass. Yeah. Like, what does that mean, though? What? what is well, that? look, you're on screen. You're not a nurse or a doctor or a teacher. You're not changing the world massively. I'm all about creating moments. And I like to think that in the afternoons making children's television, all I was was I was a constant friend who could be there and just say every day after school, listen, hey, how are you? Look, I just think you're awesome. Has anyone told you today how awesome you are? If not, let me be that person. Probably not enough of that. Like no in children's TV these days. Well, to be honest, and those children now need it as adults just yeah. as much. Yeah. And you look at what they're watching on television or whatever screen they're watching, yeah. and they're not getting that message consistently. No. What we are consistently getting is how bad the world is, and yeah. you know, it's just the, the world's a bad place. And it's like I, I don't know. I'm okay. 
Yeah. So so don't be an ass. What else? What else would you say to that person? Uh, what would I say? You were a bit like my mum. You know, look to try and create moments with people. Mm. Like try and be the best part of someone's day. That's that's oh, what nice. I I try and do. Just like yeah. stop and have a conversation with someone and just yeah, there's some people out there who could do with a right, a right good perk up. Yeah. And you don't have to be that guy of TV to do it. We can all do it walking down the street, yeah. right? Yeah, so, yeah. But if you've got a camera, I, I even love now, like on social media, you can go on Facebook and you can just talk about something. I talked a lot recently about my mum passing away mm. and you get a lot of men especially going, hey, well, geez, thanks, Jace. I, yeah. I've actually just quietly been really struggling with this and you yeah. kind of really helped me see what it is. I yeah. thought it's just how awesome, what a great yeah. thing to be able to help yeah. people with that. Yeah, and look, Men aren't supposed to have those emotions if, oh. if we've been taught the last 15 years. It's probably yeah. only in the last five that we've allowed to actually have have some feelings. Totally uh, right, yeah. And, and I think, you know, that's one thing I, I would, you know, I really, like, have a lot of love for you with, with regards to your mum because you do, you do you wear your sleeve, your heart on your sleeve when it yeah. comes to your mum. Oh, yeah, yeah. You told me a great story about your mum and how she obviously got the news about what was happening to her, but she wasn't really listening. She was watching the cricket. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, wow, what a beautiful lady! Like she was too busy watching the cricket, and, and she didn't want to. She didn't want to. Basically, she didn't want to uh, ruin my day. Yeah. By telling me about a conversation she'd had a nurse with a nurse. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a great conversation. So she sort of said, "Yeah, look, I wasn't really listening. I was watching the cricket." And it yeah. was just that thing about that's right because you know, Mum would always say there's someone yeah. else worse out worse, there. Yeah. And even when she wasn't well. She still went out of her way to make yeah. life easier for other people. Yeah. So and protecting you, which is you know this is it. This is exactly it. I remember making um dancing with the stars once, and <coughs> you the director was in my ear, and he said we lost a couple of cameras, and it's live, and you're like back in those days, yeah, you, know, you probably had seven or eight hundred thousand people watching, so yeah. you're you're quite yeah yeah hello. But any any next moment was a career ending moment. You thought, <laughs> hang on. So we lost a couple of cameras, and the guy Mark, wonderful director, said to me, "Hey, Jason, I just need you to film. I just, we just, I just need you to film." So I went, "Well, okay, hey, listen." So I just then started talking down the camera and talking to that person at home about, you know, how I thought the show had been going, and we talked about this, and we just, I just managed to just sort of bring it round, and then he said, "Oh my God, thank you, Jason. We're back now. You can continue," and we threw to the judges, and I remember he spoke and he didn't know his finger was still on the button there's a button they can push so they yep. can you can hear them talk and one of the people in the control room said how did he do that yeah and he said there's this pause and he went children's television children's yeah. that, that's really learned that yeah. it's like and i thought it's so true such a yeah. su such an art form because i always say um children's television Anyone can get on television and <coughs> curse and swear and be clever and a bit mm. of a smartass. But at children's television, you've got to be quite – try and be clever and heartfelt and yeah. funny and all. But the the it's quite restricted. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. stuff you can't, can't talk about, you yeah. can't do. Yeah. And, you know, so when you, if you can get good at that, when those restrictions are let go a bit, you can then – you get, it's amazing what else that can yeah. that can enable you to do. Yeah. But what a what a I guess you know a lot of people and there'll be people watching this and listening to this remember you and they obviously remember Thingy as well and like, Bless. like good days like you know I watched a couple of skits recently leading up to the interview and stuff and it, and it really was a partnership there as well. Oh like yeah. How, yeah. You know, and, and but when you it now kind of makes sense where you that whole improvisation and stuff like that like oh. those groundings of those skills that you learn. Well, we, we, Alan, who was thingy, and I, we would just be, you know, just pushing each other at, at, and just to the edge of those boundaries, trying yeah. to make each other laugh. Yeah. And some days you'd have to do it again because I think I think we may have overstepped the boundary. <laughs> just saying, but the, he was such 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 a clever man because yeah. he was a camera operator and a director. So oh, wow. he taught me all about you know how to work a camera, how to turn one way. There are so many little things, uh, yeah. so many little skills, and how to hold something for a close up and. Just so many tiny, tiny little things that you learnt that you that, that, that no one else would think about. And every yeah. now and then, I'll be showing somebody something, and I'll go, "Oh God!" Like you don't know. How, of course, you don't even yeah. know that's a thing. And yeah, I you go, probably forgot. I just wrote down. You've yeah. probably forgotten a lot of stuff. Yeah, most like we'll, we'll never know, right? When it comes to this sort of stuff, right? I remember a beautiful yeah. man, Jeffrey Clements Gacky. He taught me on my first day of television that if you were ever doing anything, and it was it's such a crazy, silly little thing, but such a great skill. 
often you'd be chatting away, chatting away, and you're, oh, now look, and take a look, this glass of water is a great glass of water, and you'd be talking about the glass of water, and then afterwards they'd go, we just need to get a close-up of this glass of water. So what a rookie person would do is they'd talk about the glass of water, talk about the glass of water, then afterwards they'd just stop. And we'll just get a close-up of the (laughs) glass of water. And he'd say to me, what I want you to do is, even though it's a close-up of the glass of water, I still want you to keep talking. Nice. Because I can see the movement in your hand and it cuts in a lot nicer than brilliant. I can sense that there's no movement. So it doesn't. Tiny little things like that. I just used to love almost that science of television. I'd have a saying small hinges swing big doors. It's not my saying. I got it from a guy, Mel Embry. Love it. Uh, Small hinges swing big doors. And like, so in marketing, People try and a lot of times they're trying to hit a home run versus yes. the small thing, the small hinge, little, little things <laughs> add up. That's like, like a little thing, but it adds up to the bigger picture. Right? Totally does, right? You get enough of those things right, then all yeah. of a sudden you think, gosh, that show just feels yeah. great. And you go, well, we did all the little things little well. Little things well. Yeah. That's very cool. So it's set, it certainly set me up. Yeah. More than I ever knew. And like you said earlier, it's just like now I find myself on the other side where I'm going, hey, so. I've learned a lot of stuff. There's never been more people yeah. on screen. Yeah. But even, you know, a lot of my clients are having to do this, talk to a camera because it's what they've been told they need to do. Well, they've never learned it. No. And then the other option is, is people, I just have this thing, which is why I set up easily said, like, yeah. why I just, people have this fear of speaking. Well, and I sort of go, what is that about? That's what I want to get to. And this is one of the reasons I really wanted you on the podcast because you have, you've created this business called Easily Seed, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe, you know, I love public speaking um, and and I see what you're doing. I see what other people are doing. And I just believe what you're doing is so much cooler. Oh, you're so kind. Thank no, you. But the reason for that is you're not trying to, there's no real manipulation, all this sort of stuff going, no. which people are teaching, which I don't really don't believe in. It's like no. you're speaking from the heart. Yeah, and there you go. Look, if you do the – if you you probably know this if you've heard or read anything about public speaking. 75% of Americans, like, fear it worse than death. Uh, wo- which it's I, worse than death. Which I find, like, how do they know what death is about? Anyway? Jerry Seinfeld had that great line about yeah. that. He said that what that means at a funeral is more people would rather be in the casket than deliver the eulogy. Deliver the eulogy, I thought, yeah. what the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> But but so you give people mm. confidence, yes. you know, and I believe like part of my role in dealing with business owners and helping them with marketing is to give them confidence as mm. well, right? But yeah. You, you help people be, become a, a really confident communicator, you know, speak from the heart, which I, I really never understood um, you, you the way you've put it, like I've, you've really start, started to understand it and truly connect with people. And I, and I le- That's the word. I, yeah. le- I learned that part. One day at Toastmasters, and I might have told you that story, but yeah. but but there's some real keys to to helping people because I think people fear stuff because they think they have to do a certain way. They're supposed to yeah. a proper way to well, speak. Well, they learned it back at the school speech competition yeah. at school, and I we had a discussion <clears throat> about this. So I really want to order really because my audience here uh, are business owners. There'll be business owners listening to this going, "Hey, you know what? I would love to. I would love to actually communicate better with my staff." I'd love to communicate, go down to to the Rotary meeting and have a better discussion. Totally. So let's talk about what some of the things that they can do in this conversation. But also, where did where did easily said come? Like, where did it come from? Was it was it you, you just realised or you talked to enough people that you thought, mm. hey, you know what? Oh, I've got this gift. I'm going to share and teach people what I know about this. A bit of that. I, I it's weirdly, sadly, I had a heart massive heart attack, oh. and my. Friend Phil Cogan. Now Phil used to make spot on while I made the son of a gun show and what now. He went on to host the amazing race. He has right. here's a lot of Emmys. I was gonna say, there's a there's a name drop right Yeah, there, he right? has we, 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 yeah. So we made television together for years. <coughs> he rang me after my heart attack and said, You should do that thing that you and I have talked about. You should go and you should teach people to speak like cool. he said, you've always wanted to do it. Right. What and he said you could teach sports people and business people and yeah. you could just teach people because he said because I think you he said his words were I think you take it for granted because for a lot of people it is their greatest fear. And also, you know, that just I believe people miss out up on miss out on opportunities. Yes. Because they can't communicate yeah. with clarity and confidence. Yeah. And they just don't connect with people. I think we've never had more people talking at people. Yes. And less people talking with people. And there's just no connection. Like, yes. I don't feel anything. I just, you know, we all go yeah. on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or we'll look at podcasts and we go, oh, look at that. 
there's another person talking at me who thinks that they are the most important yeah. person. Yeah. And if you go back to that thing we talked about it in tools television, you, I was never the star of the show. The star of the show is the person watching, and you're just here as like the guide to go. Hey, listen, I've got some things you could try. It's interesting when I look at LinkedIn, I look at other people teaching stuff. This sounds. Oh, I'm not going to name any names, but I watch a lot of stuff and go, okay, yeah, it's yeah, okay, yeah. I guess you could teach people that. I'm like, mm, okay. People say to me, oh, I'm saying I'm a lot. I go, okay, I didn't, I didn't notice. What should I do with my hands? I don't actually get into all that sort no. of stuff. I do, I do, but I don't start with that. No. I just go, I want you to speak from the heart, yeah. right? Because that was my question when I'm talking and I'm mm. listening, right? Because I believe a lot of people listen to reply versus listen to understand. Yes. And I think you have the skill to listen to understand. Right, and that, yeah, and that's a, that's a gift about being interested versus <laughs> trying to be interesting. Yes, and a lot of people are trying to be interesting. That's why they go on LinkedIn and try to be interesting. Interesting. Where do you think though? Like, is it a skill that can be learned? Oh yes. And and, and so let's go through the steps of how people could learn that because there'll be people that are going, you know what? Okay, I'm going to speak from the heart. I'm going to do this sort of stuff. But where? Yeah. How do I develop that skill? Because it is a skill. Like, well, it is, yes. But they've already, they've already, you know, you may be watching this now and you've already framed yourself as like, I'm not a good speaker. So it's yes. like, well, I, I guess if, yeah, if you okay. say so, you've already framed yourself up as yeah. you're not that person. But then I would say, hey, like, if I said to that same person, shall we run a half marathon tomorrow? They'd go, oh, I mean, I'll give it a go. And I go, have you done a half marathon before? That? No. Well, I mean, I don't like your chances. I don't see this going to work. I don't yeah. see it working well. But we would go, and that's why I won't do a half marathon. But yeah. when it comes to speaking, we turn up as if it's something we should be able to mm. do. I don't understand. If you've never learned a skill, how can you expect and why do you expect yeah. to be good at it? Good at it. And there are certain things. Yes, we all talk, but that's not speaking in public no. or getting up behind a podium and being the only person speaking bringing out the best in other people. Those are different skills altogether. Yeah. So yes. I have my heart formula that I <clears throat> talk a lot about. Let's go through it. Yeah, so the heart I think formula. it's really like, you know, this is, this is if you're listening to this, this is a time to really, I guess, turn off all those distractions because this guy's world class and he's oh, going to about to deliver something that, you know, because I've, 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 Look, I've done a lot of research on this sort of stuff, high performance, mm. mastery, that sort of stuff. You have spent those hours, 35 years, there's a lot of time, energy, yeah. soul, heart, and everything gone into this. So let's go for it. Well, it's funny because I remember I was doing a, a conference for Mike Pirro years ago, and I've known Mike for years. He said, could you just do some training with some of our people? I went, I don't know, what do you want to what do you want to train them? He's like, I don't know, just on speaking stuff. This is like years before easily said. I went, I guess, I guess. So I got on the plane and thought, started writing some notes. 35 pages later, wow. I was like, 35, messy. I went, oh, it turns out there's some stuff in there <laughs> that I did not know that I did. So I have this this acronym, HEART, H-E-A-R-T, and basically that's what I, that's what I teach everybody. Hmm. And very quickly, um, it is an acronym, so each letter stands for something. So the H in HEART stands for HEART. Hmm. And I say, you know, it's you've got to speak from the heart. It's that great phrase, no one cares how much you know until they know how mm. much you care. So if you want me to care, it would really help if I saw you care. Mm. It's like, show me how much it means, and then it means something to me. People just speak from the head, yeah. facts and figures, and it's like, no. Empathy is the E, and empathy is understanding who you're talking to. Yeah. Where are they at? What do they need? What are they going through? Mm. Is this the right way to communicate with them right now? Should it be on camera? Should it be in person? Should it be on the phone? Should it be via text? You know, just where are they at and what are they going through? I always say, see it through their eyes and ears before you see it through your eyes and ears. Nice. And then you've got authenticity, which is the A, and that's just like, just be you. There's a couple of people on LinkedIn at the moment, and they're like, g'day, g'day. And they've got this voice that goes on. And going, <laughs> I don't even know, what, what are you doing? Like, I don't, yeah. Or they've got certain things they do, and I'm like, that's not real. Yeah. And they're trying to be a different version. Or they've watched Gary Vaynerchuk and they're going to be Gary V. Gary V's great, but he's yeah. Gary V. Yeah. You shouldn't try and be Gary V and no. make 30,000 bits of content a day. You, no. you just, you do you. Yeah. You know, you should, you should make more content than you probably are, but you be you. You have mm. stories, you have experiences mm. that are authentic to you that you have learned lessons from 
Tell yeah. me about that stuff, yeah. right? Because you're an expert in you. Yeah. So tell me about that. The R is huge. The R is for reassurance, right? So much about <laughs> communicating with people is reassurance, is yeah. letting people know it's going to be okay. So if yeah. you're a business, it's about going, there is a problem, right? I get it. And because of this, right? And because of this, right? Well, let me reassure you because I have got something right here, this nice. product. And let me tell you, if you do this the way I think you should do it and you work with me and my team, we're going to get you doing this. Yeah. So reassurance is just, it's its a superpower. The world's never needed more reassurance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the T in heart is for telling stories, oh, nice. <laughs> which is just, you know, it's just that is the ultimate superpower, I think, because a good story and that enables everything else to happen. A good story allows you to talk from the heart, yeah. have empathy, be authentic, and be reassuring. Yeah, true. And stories, uh, we hold on to information hmm. with stories. I see so many people deliver presentations with slides, and I'm like, oh, good God, this is no, this is not good. <laughs> just too much information. Yeah. And I always say to people, you know what you could do? You could just send me an email. I, I, I probably won't read it. Yeah. But if you sent me the email, but today in this moment, you could tell me a story. Yeah. And make me feel something. Take me on a journey. Yeah. Make me feel something. And I will never forget that story. Yeah. And then you can follow it up with some information later on. What's the, what's the I guess, the art or the process to telling a good story? Like, have you, do you have a formula for it? Because like, yeah. I've watched some of the stuff that you, you talk online and, and you have a story. Like, yeah. So you, you, you told me like, when you said about your mum and the cricket, you actually told the Australian when you were over talking to New South oh, yeah. Wales, yeah. cricket, how they made, you know, you guys and girls and everyone made, you know, a lady feel. And <laughs> yeah, you told totally. the story about your mum and that whole thing. And you tied that in to a point. And I think, like, there's a skill to that, right? Yeah, I, I think there is. I think, I, I think when you see a video of mine, you know, I just don't roll record and go. I will very quickly think about three questions. I'll think, what do I want this person watching to know? What do I want this person to feel? And what do I want this person to do? And I'll then go, well, you know, how could this be memorable? And like, what is this feeling I want them to know? Do I want them to be, the feeling's really big. Like, do I want them to be inspired? Do I want them to be reassured? Do I want them to feel like, wow, I need to call my mum? You know, what is yeah. the feeling behind this? So, sorry, what was the first one? What do, I what do you want? What do you want them to know? Like, to know. what bit of information yeah. do you want them to know? What is yeah. this one thing? Yeah. Because we make videos and do speeches, and it's here are thirty things I want you to know. It's yeah. like, oh, to God. <laughs> What's the one thing you want them to know, the yeah, one yes. thing you want them to feel, and yep. the one thing you want them to do? It's like, wow, that's really, really cool. And I guess I just sit there and go, how can I add a bit of colour to it? Um, I had a traffic light mm. system before COVID came along, and my traffic light system is the red, orange, green. I mean, it's a traffic light. Yeah, yeah. And the orange, I believe, is where we should tell most of our stories, right? Okay. So it's a it's a really nice energy. It's like this. It's possibly a little slower oh, than you'd normally yeah. talk, but that's how it is. But it needs something else, a good story. Mm. And what you need is a moment in your story when you talk a little faster and you just get a little passionate. And it's a moment of green, right? It's just nice. a moment. Now, too much green, and you're becoming what I would call an American. So we need to just dial that back a bit, right? and then get back to orange. And at some stage in your story or your presentation, you're going to slow it right down. You're going to put the handbrake on yeah. and you're going to go totally heartfelt. And now you're in red and now you're speaking from the heart. Mm. And that's where I'm going to get you and really go, oh my God. And then I'm going to bring now too much red and now you're delivering a eulogy. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to bring it back to orange again. And if you can try, I always say to people, show me your presentation, show me your video, get out three pens. Where is it red? Where is it orange? What a great takeaway. And where is it green? And you know, they go, I don't have any green. I went, no, and you don't have any red. So sometimes when, you know, for my own therapy, when I've been making videos for others, but for me about yeah. my mum, yeah. you know, I think about this. And if, whenever I talk about a certain thing or, you know, a certain thing with mum, I'll, I'll let myself yeah. go there and go, oh, this is going to be a little shaky. Yeah. Oh, this will be, but it's okay. I feel safe doing it. Mm. But that vulnerability is a superpower. Yeah. And especially for men, if if you can really share with people, mm. you know, how much this means to you. And oh my God, if you get a bit of, a bit emotional, that's yeah, that's fantastic. It's real, right? It's real and it's raw because there's so many people out there just going through the motions. Yeah. Well, it's one thing is it's obviously it's your age, it's from your heart. Yeah, but absolutely. Authenticity is massive, right? Because oh, you bring yeah. you to the equation, right? Like, and that's what I think a lot of people 
you know, you know, we speak to business owners and hey, we've spoken to a couple of this week starting new businesses and and I'm like, right, guys, you've got to put you in this equation because if Love we don't, it. if we don't, here's what we can do. We can take that logo from that website and oh, put it right yes. there on there. You know? Totally. And That's and exactly so so if do. we want to yep. sell nothing and be vanilla, then we'll just do that. But if we get everyone else is doing yeah, it. Yeah, because so. everyone else is doing that. But but then you have a conversation with the person and and in three or four minutes they tell you something that you go, Wow, I didn't know that. And, and I'm like Yeah, I love they almost share their why. Yeah. And it's like, well, bring that, let's just bring that to the conversation and yeah. and, and you have to tell a story. You have to you have to get people, you know, <coughs> in on the thing now. Right? Yeah. Because it's no good just to to a lot of people just put their logo up and that's it. You know, the, the heart and authenticity is really, really, for me, um, it stands you out in the crowd. Can I tell you my favourite story that a client told me once? No. Well, I'm going to. <laughs> no. So a friend of mine, he had to deliver, he works at Foodstuffs, and he had to deliver a speech. And it was to like a couple of thousand people, I don't know, a lot of people. And he was quite nervous. And he had to talk about how COVID had affected <clears throat> his staff. Wow. And he said, I'm just going to put some graphs up and some, you know, some pie charts. I thought, wow, that yeah. will be death by PowerPoint. <laughs> that will, I mean, I'd pay to watch this. Yeah. And I said, can we not come up with a story? Mm. So he said, okay, well, I could tell the story of Charlie. And I went, well, talk me through it. So remembering again, this is the topic or the idea is how COVID had affected mm. staff, his staff. And if we listen to this and we're taking it in and we own a business, this is relevant, right? We, we went through this. We lived this. We right? all get it, right? Yeah. So there's a massive sense of day that we're all in this yeah. together, this journey. And he tells me the story. He said, so I'm in there. It's during lockdown and it's five o'clock in the morning. I've got 600 staff. He's doing Okay. And he said, so look, thanks for coming in, guys. Bit of a motivational talk in the morning. Any questions? No. Nah. He said, I go to leave, and a guy at the front of the room puts his hand up. Yeah. And I go, well, well, well. And he said, it's Charlie. And I went, tell me about Charlie. He says, Charlie's this young kid. He's about 25. He started working for us when he was 15. I went, amazing. Cool. He said, he's the most beautiful Polynesian boy. And the reason I tell you that is his whole family of about 30 come in every week. Once a week, they come in and they sing. They bring a culture and a vibe to our community wow. which and a heart to our community that we just adore, that are yeah. life and soul. You know, they've changed the way we, we interact with each other. <clears throat> anyway, I think Charlie's got his hand up. He said, here's the thing. Charlie's been with us for 10 years. Most of the people in this room have never actually heard Charlie talk. Wow. Quite a quiet person. Wow. So what's going on here? Charlie's got his hand up. I said, you're right, Charlie. He goes, you just want to tell you, um, on the way to work this morning, I actually got stopped by the police. So I, oh, what happened, Charlie? Oh, um, the police officer came up to my car and said, window down. He said, where do you think you're going? And he said, oh, um, I'm going to work at the supermarket. I work at the local supermarket. And the police officer was like, oh, really? Oh, really? Can you prove that, mate? Can you prove that? He was like, oh, yep, yep, yep. So he went into his bag, looked around his rugby bags, this, all sorts of old school lunches, all you know, lunches, all sorts of stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finds a bit of paper. Says the UR officer. What happened next, Charlie? Oh, the police officer went down to his car and he sat in his car for about 10, 12 minutes. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I said, what'd you do, Charlie? He said, oh, well, um, I rang my mum because I was really scared. 25 years old, yeah. beautiful young yeah. man. Mum didn't answer. What did you do then, Charlie? Oh, he said, I actually had a bit of a cry because I thought, you know, you've really stuffed up here. I can sense there's something you've done wrong. Well, what happened then, Charlie? He said, well, the police officer came back and he said, out of the car, mate, <coughs> out of the car. So he said, I get out of the car. The police officer uh, hands me back my paperwork. And he says, now listen. And so I says, yep. He said, I want to shake you by the hand, young man. And I thank you for what you do. You are an essential worker and you make a hell of a difference to this community. Oh. I know. Oh. Right? And I'm like, what? Where did now, that come from? Now, Dean's telling this story and Dean's getting a little emotional. I'm getting emotional. This is my mate at Foodstuffs. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I said, he says, what'd you do then, Charlie? He said, oh, the police officer drove off. I sat in my car and um, I had another cry. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And then I rang mum and this time she did bloody answer. <laughs> and I said, mum, why did you not answer last time? And then um, I said, Mum, guess what? We're having fish and chips for tea tonight, and it's your shout. And she said, <laughs> why? 
And Charlie said, well, that's because I think it's about time that you and the rest of the family just fully appreciate <laughs> that I am <laughs> an essential worker. And I said, mate, you need to tell that story yeah, yeah. and then sit down and shut up. Yeah. And he did. And he said, oh, listen, Jace, two weeks later, he said, Jace, mate, they loved me. I went, well, to be honest, I think they love Charlie, they to be love honest. Charlie. <laughs> yeah. But, but see, that's a story. Yeah. And if I showed you his slides that he was yeah. going to show, yeah. I don't think in a month from now, yeah. you'd remember. But I'd suggest oh. in six months from now, yeah. if I said, do you remember Charlie? Yeah. You might just remember. Yeah, totally. Same message. And, and a yeah. strong message got across. Yeah. yeah. How COVID yeah. affected our staff. Yeah. And... Yeah, totally. And and th- that's the impact you can have. Like by telling stories, you people all of a sudden, like you feel it yourself here, right? You came on yeah. the journey. You wanted to know what happened to Charlie. You wanted, totally. to, you wanted to know why the policeman was taking so long. You were getting, probably some people were getting angry um, about all that sort yeah. of stuff was going on. But just the art of that to bring people along that journey. And, and once again, people will remember that. And I think you've said it before, and mm. people will remember how you make them feel, not what you yeah. said. And, and that's, you know, I think that's the... Well, take people on a journey. It's a story. And a lot of people just, I say, don't just retell a story. Relive the story. Try and live it in current form. Mm. So I'm sitting in the car and I'm doing this all. Really paint that picture. Yeah. Go into the details. What happened? He yeah. went through his bag and then yeah. he went, it was about 10 or 12 minutes. And then yeah. he rang his mum. Just really walk people through the story because all these little things are adding to you going, I don't like where this is going. Yeah. I don't like where this is going. Yeah. And then when it goes somewhere else, you go, son of a gun. I did yeah. not think it was going yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So your role there, like you obviously, you know, you give them the confidence to present that, right? Because yeah. by themselves, there's no, probably no way he's ever going to get to have the confidence to do that. You well, know? he doesn't know that this early on, he doesn't know the importance of the, the story. The, yeah. It's like, why would you show graphs? Yeah. Why yeah. would you show? So it's, it, I always say I help people um, find a story and craft the story and tell the story. Tell the story. And a good story does need crafting. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you've just got to go snip, snip, snip. We don't yeah. need to hear that. Yeah. We could embell- embellish that just a little bit or, you know, think about that traffic light again. Mm. Let's pull on the handbrake there. Where's the red in that story? Yeah. Where's the green? Yeah. You know, where's the orange? So yeah. you're, just, you're just trying to work out at what stage should you slow it down and speed it up and just let people have a moment with you. Yeah. So let's let's just say, okay, someone listens to this and they listen to it on a, on a, on a Saturday. They go for a walk around the park and there's a couple of people Good. that will message me and they'll say, hey, I listen to this. But they're going on a Monday and they've got a team meeting and <laughs> yeah. they're talking to say, let's just say they're talking to, you know, 12 different people and, and they have to say something on a Monday morning. What, 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 what would, you know, what would your advice be to those people? Like, Obviously, you've got your your heart, your empathy, your fences, yeah. reassurance, and, and tell stories. How do they kick this off so it doesn't feel weird to them, you know? No, well, I guess at the end of the day, I go back to that no, feel, do. It, it's your outcome. Like, mm. whatever Okay, you're... so know your outcome. I think at the end of the day, people always want to know two things when you speak. Why are you speaking? Like, why are you? And what is it, where is this going? Like, what, what, what is it? How, okay. how is this of any help to me? Yeah. So I think a lot of people start talking and hope that, Somewhere they'll go, I know, and they'll come up with something. Yeah. But my thing is quite simple. It's go, oh, go, get, you know, I might come back to you on Monday and I go, and during the weekend, remember what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and, if I know I'm talking on Monday, mm. during the weekend, I'm going to take a little notebook and I'm going <coughs> to look for things that I could talk about. Yeah. And I'm going to think about it. Yeah. And then I'm going to drive into work on Monday going, yeah, no, definitely that story. And yeah. I'll say that because that was actually quite – I did not know that. And it happened. And I'll say it out loud a few times. And then when I tell everybody, here's the key thing. I'm not trying to remember the story word for word. Mm. A story like a presentation should never be the same twice. Yes, I agree. Some days you stop here. Some yeah. days you stop there. Yeah. Some days you don't stop. Yeah. So, but it's your story, your authenticity. How did it make you feel? Yeah. Show me how it made you feel. Mm. Was it a joyful moment? Was it a scary moment? Did you think, did you have a grateful moment? Yeah. And be be in that. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> and I think also like there, what I loved about Know Your Outcome, because that gives you some sort of certainty if, if I'm, a, if I'm a, yeah. you know, I'm, if I have fear on anything, at least I know what I'm trying to get across, my, 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 my outcome. But one thing I always tell people as well is be curious. Oh, I love that. And I think yeah. this, is, this is, you know, part of the art of, of creating stories is to be yeah. curious, right? So I always say in presentations, I've been like talking to people 
Um, it'll be a group of business owners, and I say, right, I'm going to give you another job. And your job now is a part-time job, but your part-time job, your part-time job now is to be a marketer. And they go, oh, why do you want me to become a marketer? So, well, because I want you to be curious. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're curious, you'll look at that and go, oh, why are they doing it that way? Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. Why? Why? Did, why are my competitors doing that? Or why did they say that? Why did Why did the media mention that? And all of a sudden, you start to be curious because then you can look for stories from that curiosity. Totally. So, so I think as a business owner, and this is one of the cool things. If you start to once you start to learn more about what Jason's the frameworks and the processes you're teaching here, you'll generally start to be more curious because you'll look for ways. Yeah. To to add value to other people's lives through your own experiences oh, i think so do you, do you know what i i had this moment the other this this aha moment when somebody said what do you do at easily said and i thought well if you actually ask me and i it, what do i know if i if i was being completely honest i think i have a business um that enables me to teach people to be more like my mum Cool. That's why my business is. Yeah. Doesn't, it's not much of a sell, is it? Because no. you've probably never met my mum. So yeah, you're but... like, cool. But <coughs> deep down, that's kind of what it is. I want people to create moments yeah. with people. So I want you to come back on Monday morning and talk to your office. And I want you to go, you know what? I heard this news on the weekend and it was really, really sad. And this happened. And I, so I just thought, I know what we do on Mondays. We just come in, head down, bum up. But I just I just wanted to start this meeting by going, you know, guys, I just love coming. I love working with you guys. Yeah. I love coming every Monday, and I probably don't say it enough. So just like, we don't know what tomorrow brings, but we've got this today. Yeah. I'm so grateful. People yeah. would go, wow. And you might go, you know, I was walking around the park. Or yeah. sometimes I go past the hospital, and you'll walk past the hospital, and you'll look up and you think, you know, We've all got some shit going on in yeah. our life. But I always look up the hospital and go, yeah, you know, there's bigger stuff going on up there. Totally. Right? And I always say, pick a window, any window, and I guarantee if you focus and you could go into that window, someone's going through something potentially yeah. bigger than your little problem at the moment. Yeah. I'm not belittling your problems. No. But it's just sometimes good to do that, to go, wow. So if you're on the outside of the hospital looking in, you've already won Yeah. in some regards. Yeah. So I love that. And just sometimes people need to stop and be reminded one of my favorite companies i do work with is fulton hogan yeah and i do a lot of work with them you would never get a more salt of the earth organization with people who just yeah. turn up and do not realize the difference that they can make mm. so one of the things i love to talk to the men and women there they're sitting there in their orange vests just i just bloody love them they're just the most gorgeous people and i'll say to them hey just a heads up um, there's someone that you could be working with today who just needs to be told you know, and this sounds ridiculous, but maybe some young kids just started and they've mm. dug a hole on the yep. side of the road. And you're like, I'm going to say this much, mate. As far as holes go, it's a bloody good hole. <laughs> and they laugh. And I yeah. go, but do you know what? It's more than that. Yeah. It's like me talking to the kids back at home when mm. I was making that children's TV yeah. show. They need to be told, you've got what it takes, yeah, mate. totally. And mum's never said this. Dad's never said this. Totally. And along you come yeah. at Fulton Hogan and you go, good job, mate. Bloody great stuff. Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. And you just think it's a passing comment, yeah. but you don't know how long they cling on to that oh. for. And you know what? The world needs more of that. Doesn't it? I, I, I really believe in like coaching with kids and sports and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, really, I, I remember saying, I took, I'm going to drop a name here. Rob Hello. Adele, I was talking to Rob Adele about this. Uh -huh. And I just said to him, you know, like, and obviously his wife, and they do a lot with, with sports. And I just remember saying to him, you know, coaching kids, sometimes you just realize that they just want someone to believe in them. Of course and they do. You need to be that person that believes in them until they believe in themselves. And that's what you're talking about there with Fulton Hogan. You know, the new guy starts or the new girl starts and you say, hey, that's a great hole. You know, they might not know if that's a good hole or not. Yeah. But, but you've They're said quite worried about it. You've said something that they believe in, right? <coughs> yep. But you, they, they then know that you, and that's culture. Like that, that creates a great culture. And that, that, that creates a culture where everyone starts to have everyone's back. Absolutely. You know? And you look at that company. People don't work there for two or three years. They've been there for 30, yeah. 40, 50, 60 yeah. years because they feel this this whano, this yeah. fucker papa. They feel yeah. like they belong yeah. there. 
And it's just, it's, it's powerful. So what a cool thing you do in your business, you know, maybe listening to this, maybe step up and start to have some of those conversations. Yeah. Like try and, I want to try, because try is a bad word, like you either do or you don't. Find the ways that you could, you know, have those conversations, how you could, and I really like what you've said here, making those, those moments for people. Yeah, and totally. those moments. How could you go in and create a moment? And I tell you what, do it for your customers, do it for your, do it for your staff, do it and start, it's a muscle right you start to do it more and more well um, i think so because you know one of the things i use a lot my phrase at the moment is because my son uses it with me you know what does success look like yeah and a lot of us thought oh well it's money isn't it you know i worked in radio for quite a while it was all right yeah it was all right there's some wonderful people there and there were some wonderful people there and i thought Okay, but the thing is, I for me personally, I found that a little bit too rip shit and bust. Yeah. I thought get up a, early. There's some of that. <laughs> I didn't mind. I didn't mind. I for me, I just wanted. I thought this is good. Yeah. But this really could be like great. Like this could be like, <clears throat> like how would you do that? Well, well, let's get some researchers and let's spend time. Let's. I I knew how I wanted it to be, but mm. that just this and hey, that's my model. It wasn't their model. And so we were always sort of just butting heads yep. a bit. It was just like, like, this is okay, but I feel like the people ringing up on the show are the best bit about the show. Guys, we're getting paid a stupid amount of money yep. to make this. And it didn't sit with me because I thought this is a, a very good amount of money. And I, I, I just think we need, I think we need to be better mm. than that. That was just me. That's my own. Yeah. Other people go, well, I wasn't paid much. But I know some of them were. Um, it's not about that. My thing is, what does success look like? Yeah. And so it wasn't that money. Mm. It's not the money. I didn't feel towards the end of radio, I was making the difference to people. I didn't feel I was creating enough moments. Yeah. And that's so it, that's that what success, success for you, right? Totally right. Yeah. I had a great conversation um, with Olivia, who who has been with me for seven years. We talked on the podcast. We actually called it uh, What Success Looks Like. And we, yeah, I love it. So we were looking at it, and it was a really great conversation. She, redef she was redefining what success looked like there. You know, she's a, a mum with, with a young fella, uh, Harry, who's 10, and, and really proud of. Of the, we were looking about some of the things that she's done with Harry and really proud of that whole, you know, um, and it was like redefining success for her. And I think th that could be a gift that you just give yourself as well. Oh, my goodness. What yes. does success look like for you? Absolutely. And it might be slightly different than the modern running. Yeah. So uh, after my heart attack, Radio Kindly said, have three or four weeks off. Mm. Cheers. And <clears throat> so – I came downstairs and Louis said, what are you doing? Louis was 15 or 16 at the wow. time. And I said, I'm just having to re-sign my contract. I think I'm going to get out. And Louis was like, yeah, look, about that contract. And he took my contract in front of me and he kind of just ripped it up. Wow. I was like, ballsy move. Very nice. ballsy. Yeah. Wow, here we go. It's on. And he said to me, Dad, that's not what success looks like. Wow. Like when you come back from that place – you're just a little wound up, you're frustrated, you're stressed. It's yeah, like, yeah. right? So it's when your child yeah. becomes the parent. Yeah. So anyway, I got to ring radio and say, look, hey, I'm out, mm. um, which was good. And now here's the deal. Because I had more time on my hands, I got to go to every one of Louis' rugby games that nice. he played in, right? Before every game, obviously, he goes out there, they do the hucker, they then go back and they wait for the referee to blow his whistle. But my son, at 15, 16, 17, he would come over to me and he would give me a hug before the game started and he'd whisper in my ear, Dad, this is what success looks like. Nice. And I always remember thinking, yeah. that kid is possibly not even related to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> once again, you're creating moments. Adopted? No. Creating moments. Creating moments yeah, and good. reminding us like what success looks, looks like, like and like, hang on a minute. Like, you know, are you spending enough quality time yeah. with the people you want to be spending that time with? And yeah. often the answer is no. Mm. Yeah, true. It is. Really? It, it, really. I've read something no, was on a book the other day, Dory, the CEO, he was talking about how 18, from the years, zero to 18, you spend obviously 18 years with your mum oh, and dad. yeah. And then there's one, you get one year extra after the rest of your life with your parents. Yeah. 
because you're yeah, and when you look at it and you look at context, well, it's so true, right? You you travel away, you're this, you're that. All that. You don't catch up with your parents that often no. after the age of eighteen. No. Maybe a little bit sad actually, but but at the same time it made me reset. You know, I recently took my mum to Fiji for There you go. You know, and that was cool, right? Totally. And the other things that you gotta do. Hey Jace, this has been an amazing chat. It's gone real oh, fast. Thank you. I've taken um, all sorts of tangents, so thank yeah. you for listening. Look, I think try to keep up. Yeah. Well, you've done so much. What well, when you look at what you what you're doing now, right, and growing easily said and getting more people, you know, yep. helping more people speak, what are you most proud of when it comes to what you've done so far? Uh, I think it's enabling people to be more than they thought they could be. Mm. So I, I, I don't think I need you to I don't need to teach you how to tell stories. I think you already know them. Yeah. My game is a permission game. Mm. My game is giving you permission to, you tell that story. You should tell that story. You should do that yeah. thing. I work with people and like CEOs and managers and they're like, I'm not good on camera. Hang on a minute. And they'll pick up the phone and go, g'day, mate, how are you? They're talking yeah, yeah, to their yeah. son or daughter. I go, yeah. oh, well, there they go. And they'll hang up and I go, gee, that's funny because for a person not good on camera, you're yeah. really good on camera. Yeah. So I give them permission to be, you know, be authentic, be mm. themselves, speak from the heart, use mm. the heart acronym. And so when I see the difference that I can make, and when I see, we have some quite emotional times, when I see people realize, I say to people, what is it you do in your job? They'll go, oh, I, uh, I work at this, I do this. In fact, what everyone always starts with is, what do, you, what do you do, I say? They often say, being New Zealanders, oh, I just, it's always the first two words, yeah, I, just. I just. It's like, really? And I like to double down. It doesn't matter if you're selling houses, if you're selling milk selling cars, if you're a lawyer, it's like, what do you do? Oh, I, I, I'm a lawyer. Are you the, are you, oh, you're a real estate agent. Are you? I think this, why don't we just double down and really realize the difference that you make to people? And then we'll find out what you really do. Mm. So if you're a real estate agent, I say to people, so what you really do is you provide people with a home. You provide a place for a family to feel safe, to come together, to get quality time, time they can never get back. You know, it's like when you really start doubling down on what you do, you could say you sell houses, but it's just cutting yourself short, right? Yeah. You're selling yourself short. It's, it's, totally. It's much more than that. So one of the things I love when I teach people how to communicate is igniting in them this realisation of what they actually do, getting that passion going, and then telling other people about yeah. that. And that's why you want to work with me, and that's how you get people, because yeah. people want a slice yeah. of that. Um, if... <laughs> You know, like rewind that. There's genius just in that conversation because it's a question you'll probably get asked as a business owner where if you go into new meetings, that sort of stuff, you probably get it asked probably, you know, maybe five times a week, what do you do? Oh, yeah. Now, now go back, listen, and just hear what Jason said and write a new script for what you're going to say. Absolutely. Because I normally at the end of, of these uh, these podcasts, I go, give me five things you do, on about it, but we're not going to do that today. What we're going to do today is – there's genius in that. Like, stop saying, I just do. Yeah. And go back through. So what do people need to do? Because there's a really good, and let's not use real estate as an example. Let's no. use Let's use the lawyer cause, or accountant because they're quite, you know. Well, I, accountant's people. great because I, I, I work with a few. <laughs> and I always, one of the first things that I do is I remind accountants of the link between mental health and financial stress. Wow. Like, it's... It doesn't yeah. go well for yeah. some people um, because they've let their finances get away. So yeah. what do they feel? They feel unsuccessful. They feel embarrassed. They feel like they've let themselves down. They've let their families down. They maybe hide it for yeah. so long. So now they're getting sick because they're, they're holding I this. I guarantee you no one has connected that. Right? That's what accountants So what does an yeah. accountant do? Well, yeah. you think reassurance. Yeah. You think what you're going to do. In fact, <clears throat> stay with me. I'm reminded of this um plane i tell people at this plane ride i went into queenstown once worst flight of my life coming in i'm thinking we're gonna go into the lake we're not gonna <laughs> land it's a shocker right i look down it's an atr so it's a prop plane the flight attendant's facing everybody and she is crying the flight attendant i'm going wow let's talk about reassurance because <laughs> at this stage we're all ringing our family to say goodbye next minute bing bong, on comes the captain she says ladies and gentlemen these are my four steps for reassurance. Ladies and gentlemen, she says, 
you may have noticed we've come into a bit of turbulence. I'm like, well, no, sh- sh- really. <laughs> we have. So the first thing she's doing is she's acknowledging, acknowledging the problem. Yeah. Let's acknowledge the problem. We're not going to pretend it's not going on. We're acknowledging it. The next thing she does, she says, look, I'm going to tell you right now, this part of the country, this time of year, we get a lot of it. Mm. So she's normalizing yeah, the situation, yeah. normalizing the problem. Then she says, what I'm going to do, you can feel the mood on the plane change. Then what I'm going to do, she said, I'm going to take the plane out sort of east a bit further, take it south. And we'll find some quiet, sort of calm air. She's giving us a roadmap. Roadmap. How we're going to get to where we want to be. And then she says, when I get to that quiet air, I'll get back on the speaker again. And just before we land, I'll talk with you again. She's going to keep up the comms. Nice. So she acknowledges the problem. She normalizes the problem. Right. She gives us a roadmap. And then she keeps up the comms. If we all did that, let's apply that yeah. to the accountant, right? Yeah. The accountant comes along and here comes client and the client is like, well, I just, I'm in all sorts of trouble. I've got credit cards up the wazoo, all yeah. this. And the, your accountant goes, no, I, 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 I understand this is not good. This is, I see you've got this. It makes sense that you must be feeling this concern, stressed. I, I understand it. That's, that's quite a mess, so right? Much. Step two, step two normalizer. I see a lot of it. Yeah. Mate, I see a lot of it. I, yeah. I just, I want you to know this is not a, oh my God, I've yeah. never seen this before. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about a roadmap. What could we do to get out of here? What are some things that we could put in place so we get away from here and get closer to where we want to be? Now, listen, time's up, but don't worry, we're going to keep up the comms because we're going to meet again next week and you're going to email me if you're not sure. We're going to stay in touch like this because we've got this little plan we're going to come up with. So keeping up the comms. Brilliant. And I reckon that's what – so what does an accountant do? An accountant helps people with their finances. No. no. An accountant takes people who may feel a little lost, a little out of control, a little lacking confidence, and says, you know what? I'm going to be your guide, and I'm going to give you a plan. Mm. And not only are you going to get out of this mess, you are going to thrive. So what does that accountant do for that confidence, that yeah. person? Yeah. That person now goes home and feels like, I am a good dad. Yeah. I am a good mum. Yeah. I am a good partner. Yeah, it's like, health. Yeah, or you could just say you help people with your finances. Yeah, well, crazy, isn't it? Now you have a choice. There you go. You know, there you go. Um, I lo- I love what you talked about as far as that four steps. You know, yeah, North Carolina's problem roadmap. Um, that that you know, so that story though, just to finish this off, because that's that's like, were you thinking of that at the time, or you have white knuckles holding on? Oh, no, at the time, I was absolutely <laughs> myself. I just thought, oh, my God. No, Good. really. And it wasn't until I landed. You thought of. I thought, how the hell do we get out of that? Literally. Yeah. I don't know. I had to be literally yeah. not go on the lake. And then <laughs> it was when I left, the pilot was coming out. And I said, hey, thanks for your words. That was really, really awesome. And then when I got in the Uber in Queensland, I thought, okay, now, what did she actually do then? Why? No. Why did the... Why did the whole vibe of the plane change in literally a couple of months? Yeah. What did she apply to us? What did she do? And then I just sat there and thought, gee, it's it's what we could all do better. Yeah. We were at home with our kids, with our partner, yeah. uh, with people we work with, with clients we want to work with, you know, potential clients. You know, I have this other thing when I um I talk to people, I said, you gotta double down on what the problem is. Like your problem is this, right? And they go, Yeah. And then you double down and go, and I bet you that makes you feel like this, right? Yeah. It does, absolutely. And so because of that, you're not doing this. Yeah, okay, well, don't worry, because I'm going to reassure you right now, Yeah. and we're going to bring it home, and we're going to be great. So it's amazing, but you've got to put energy and an enthusiasm and passion into this to it's, make it work. Because it's the curiosity. You sat yes. in the car, you started being curious about why this, why that, you know, how this, yeah. why did she say that? And all of a sudden, because you're being curious, your brain will give you it's the answers that you so so true. If you ask the questions, the yeah. answers turn up. Yeah, and yeah. and when you become more and more skilled at it, like you you you've become, you all of a sudden have packaged it where now you can help accountants really help. Totally. People. Now you're helping all these other businesses because you know, like I guarantee, there's not if there's an accountant here that hasn't been trained by you, they will when they get asked tomorrow, they would have well yesterday they would have said, oh, I help people with their accounts. Totally. I help business owners yes. with their accounts. Tomorrow, though, that same accountant, if they take on the challenge that we're just about to give them, is to go through and look at everything that Jason's just said and create something different. Create a moment that that person will stop and go, whoa, no one's ever said that to me. And it's that thing also, what it does for you is it gives you a certain pride. and purpose. Wow. 
And so I want to mention if you've got children, um, we have children, obviously. And same if, name. Uh, same name. Louis. Exactly right. Eh? Great minds. I like to think if I went home and talked to my kid and said, hey, listen, Dad, imagine they're little. Dad, what did you get to do today? i tell you what I got to do, mate. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't go, I help people with the fight. Okay, cool story, Dad. That's a sexy yeah. story. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did today, mate. This guy came in and he was looking a little concerned because, you know, he was a bit worried. So we mm. came up with a plan. So I would be proud telling my kid of the yeah, difference yeah. I got to be. And I think enough of us, not enough of us, understand the difference that we make and are truly proud yeah. in what we do. I love telling the Fulton Hogan people, yeah. I drive past you as you're building a friggin' bridge and I go, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. And I'm in my car because, oh, you're cold outside and I'm concerned because my seat warmer's not hot enough yet. <laughs> and I'm looking at you and I'm going, I have so much respect for what you do mm. and I just need you to know I'm so grateful that I can get from where I am to where I want to go mm. because of what you're doing. And they need to be reminded yeah. of, like, I build bridges. No, you don't. You get people from A to B safely, et cetera. Joseph, have you always been that grateful? Like, or did it, you know, your heart scare make you more grateful? Or was did your mum, like your parents, like, because you are grateful. I've seen some videos where you've you yeah. know, been grateful for the people that are doing that work that at, at night and uh, stuff. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, grateful is, grateful <laughs> is, like it's an easy thing to do, but it's not an easy thing to do, if you know what I'm kind of saying there. No, like no, you're, right. You're like it doesn't, yeah, you know, it's not probably a natural thing for a lot of people to do, no. to be grateful. And I, 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 I don't do it so much now, but I used to have a gratitude diary every morning, every night. Mm. And it was just a great way to start to go, look, just find something you could be grateful for. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, are you still breathing? Yep, yeah. go with that one yeah. then. You yeah. know, did you wake up? Yep, good. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good thing. And it, I don't know. I just think it's so easy just to take people for granted. Yeah. And I come back to creating moments. Moments. It's just mm -hmm. ticked over five years since I did a little experiment and I started buying a coffee for a random stranger <sighs> every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Not weekends and pears when I started. It was about $3. <laughs> so it's gone up. But the reason I love to buy someone I don't know a coffee every weekday is because in that moment you see their state change. Yeah. And they go, oh, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, no, I'm good. And I go, too late, mate, I've already got it. And and I'm not saying, and this is something I don't yeah. do, we can all do it. Yeah. But in a moment of a buying someone a coffee or just if you don't want to spend five bucks or whatever it costs, <laughs> you could all just have a conversation with them. Yeah. You can change someone's state and make them realize that, hey, mate, I'm not sure if anyone's told you, but I actually think yeah, you yeah. do a great job. Yeah. And so I find out in that coffee moment, it's not about the coffee. What do they do? What and do, they do? How much, you know, and, you know, you know, what's, what's, what, you know, what, 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 what are they doing next and all that sort of stuff. And they tell me, and I yeah. go, that's great, mate. Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. And look, and for a moment, they just go, I think someone actually gives a shit. Yeah. That's nice. Isn't that yeah, good? Yeah. A crazy idea. Yeah. What a crazy idea. But, but, yeah, like it's, as I say, small hinge, big door. Yeah. You know, like such a little thing. So true. But no one's, no one, like, you're making a difference in someone's day because they'll remember that, right? They're going to. Of course they will. Oh. Yeah, totally. We, I think we all can get busy and a bit blah because mm. you just think, well, and maybe you just don't feel valued. Yeah. I think we've all got that. We, yeah. we all feel a little taken for granted at yeah. times. So I think when you go out there and just make a moment to say, hey, mate, <coughs> Best coffee. Yeah. We we live in Taitapu, Lincoln, and we were driving to Queenstown um, one day, and I went in, I got a coffee at the garage, and we get about 45 minutes down the road, and I said to Louie, my son, that woman making the coffee, she looked a little frazzled, eh? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was, there's a lot going on. People were talking at her. It was about, so I went, right, quick, before we go out of range, mate, get on the Google, find out the number for that, that Lincoln challenge. Yeah. So he does. I said, right, let's give her a ring. So we I went, hello, it's Jason here. She went, yes. You could see, quite stressed. Yeah. I just got a coffee from you just before. And she went, oh, God, yes, <laughs> what? And I went, no, you shut up, mm. shut up. I said, I want you to know that is the best coffee I've had in such a long time. And I said, you have started my holiday in the best way possible. And there was this pause. Nice. And you could hear in her voice, I kid you not, it's one man. Yeah. Thanking her for a coffee. Mm. There was just that little whoo moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Such a yeah. simple thing, right? Yeah. And this is not a Jason Gunn no. thing. It's just we no. can all do it. We can all do it. I just love to do it because I yeah. love to see the difference you can yeah. make with such a simple thing. Yeah. How good. 
Now you're a great New Zealander. Oh, I this is this is this has been this has been an awesome podcast. I really appreciate it. If Thank someone, you. If someone wants to get hold of you, where do they go? Well, the best thing is uh, you can I think Jace at easilysaid.co.nz. I mean that's me. That's that's kind of where I live. Um, yeah, look, I, I look if you if you would like to get better at communicating, I work with a lot of individuals. If you and your team would like to get better at communicating, I do a lot of internal comms as well. Yeah. The way we talk to each other as a team. And if you want to get better at telling your story, maybe you've got to get on camera and, mm. you know, think, oh, God, how do I do this? I can help you do it. Yeah. There is a way to look natural on camera, totally. but you've just never been taught. So, look, if if any form of communicating is something you'd like to get better at, I would love to work with you. It'd be great. And yeah. we'll have a lot of laughs too. Totally. And, look, if you've listened for this long, you deserve well, to, to, some sort to, of... to check him out and, and go and learn some stuff from this man. Like, you know, if you want to, like, if you want to learn, I always say world class training, world class outcomes. It's one of our nice. it's one of our nice. core values here at um, Digital Influence. Nice. Um, I believe if you're going to invest, invest with the best. And like from someone who who nagged to get in the door at TV at sixteen yeah, to yeah. finally getting in when you're eighteen to being thirty five years later, knows the nuances of 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 the cameras, et cetera. But also you've just listened to probably there's probably been about eight or nine really good points that you could take away and implement. This is for free. Like he's an I wait a minute, what? Uh, no, yeah, I'm joking. You know? Like like the, the the this there is genius in here and if you want to take your business to the next level, get involved and, and take your speaking to the next level because the coolest part is you'll have more impact like Dean. You know, yes. Dean's <laughs> stuff there. What a yes. great story. And that and that and, and Charlie, what a uh, you're being brave enough to put your hand up to share that story. Great, right? I think there's awesome too. So, Jason, appreciate your time. Thank you. So, thanks for what you do. Hey, and seriously, thanks for the difference that you make. I see you provide so many people with confidence and guidance, and I've come to you for guidance. So, yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, you, you're doing what we're talking about. You are just reminding people of the gifts they've got. And yeah. then, yeah, so, mate, look, thank you for what you do, man. Appreciate thank you. It. Hey, guys and girls, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Um, as always, we'd love it if you shared this with just one other person. Um, you know, we're on a mission to help more and more business owners um, and, and just create that community. So please share this. And if you can, send us a review. We love reviews. Thanks to Anna. And uh, thanks to Daryl for recently giving us a great uh, five-star review as well. So thanks for your time. And always, celebrate your victories and have a great day. Hi, Scholson here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen and we hope that you learned a lot from today's episode. Uh, if you could be so kind as to rate and share the podcast with your other business friends and colleagues, that'd be awesome. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, why don't you head over to our website, www.getdigitalinfluence.com. Uh, where we've got a whole bunch of other amazing interviews with business owners. Thanks for your time and have a great day.